Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. May the Lord bless you. I'm so glad that you come into this teaching time, and I want to say congratulations that you are a born again Christian and you want to know the truth of God. This series of lesson is for putting strong foundation or firm foundation in your life. I really encourage you to go through every lesson, and I believe that you shall be. Fruitful shall be used by God, and the Lord will really help you to grow up to be a mature Christian to become more like Jesus Christ. This first lesson I would like to talk about is repentance. This is the first part of this lesson, and please listen to this teaching carefully. Repentance is very important. For every born again Christian, the Bible says that in order to enter into the kingdom of God, we need to believe in the good news, which means that Jesus Christ is our Savior. He died for us. He paid the price of our sin for us. He gave us salvation. But only belief in Jesus is not enough. We need to also repent of our sins. Many Christians. Don't understand the word repentance. Many Christians have never heard the word repentance. So in this lesson, we're going to look through scripture about repentance. In Acts chapter two, verses thirty-seven to thirty-nine, when the people heard this, I mean heard the gospel of Jesus, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, "Brothers, what shall we do?" Peter replied, "Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children, and for all who far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call." You can see that when the people in Jerusalem heard the gospel. They cried out with conviction by the Holy Spirit and asked the Apostle Peter, "What shall we do?" And the first word that the Apostle Peter say is, "Repent, repent of your sin." In this first part, we're gonna look together in the Scripture what repentance is not. We're gonna to look together, and next time in the second part, we're gonna learn what is true repentance. So let's look at the first one in the scripture together. Matthew chapter twenty-seven, verses three to five. So the first thing is that just knowing or recognizing or being conscious of our faults or our mistake alone is not repentance. Matthew twenty-seven verses three to five. The Bible says, "When Judas, who had betrayed 
him, saw that Jesus was condemned. He was seized with remorse and returned to the thirty silver coin to the chief priests and the elders. I have sinned, he said, for I have betrayed innocent blood. What is that to us? They replied. That is your responsibility. So Judas threw money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. In this situation, Judas Iscariot, one of Jesus' disciples, betrayed his Lord. He sold Jesus with thirty silver coins, and later on, he recognized that he made a big mistake. He recognized that he did some bad things toward. An innocent man. His name is Jesus Christ. He was conscious of his wrongdoing. He was conscious of his wrong attitude. But Judas never repented. Why? Because true repentance will bring peace, joy, salvation, and eternal life. It will bring reconciliation and restoration. And being saved from calamity or from perishing, Judas did not truly repent. He went away and hanged himself, and he died. If Judas truly repent, I believe he would have gone back to other disciples and say, "Sorry, I'm really wrong. May the Lord forgive me. I'm going to start over again." I'm going to help all of you to build the church, to preach the gospel, and to build the kingdom of God. He would have joined the eleven disciples and went out to preach the gospel, and his name would be in the book of Acts. But even though Judas recognized his mistake, he did not truly repent. He killed himself or committed suicide. You can see here that so many times, people are caught in sin, and they know they are wrong, but they did not change. They may lose face, they may feel embarrassed, they may cry, ask for mercy from people so that they don't have to go to jail or they will not be punished. But a few months, a few years later. They will do it again because they don't repent of their sin. Second Corinthians chapter seven verse ten, the Bible say, "Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation, and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death." Again, if you really have godly sorrow, you shall repent, and that repentance will bring salvation to you. And then you can rejoice again and move on with life and serve the Lord. That's number one. Being conscious of our sin alone is not true repentance. Number two, repentance is not trying to be a good man. Many people in the world try to prove themselves that I am a good person. I give money to the poor. I give money to the church. Look at me. I dress very well. I speak well. I try to be a good man to prove that I'm okay. 
Look at what the Apostle Paul wrote about his own life in Romans chapter 7, verses 18 to 20. I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For what I do is not the good I want to do. No, the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. The Apostle Paul recognized that even though he was born again, his spirit joyed with God. His spirit was born again, but in his body, in his mind, there was still the sinful nature. He tried to do good on himself by his own ability and his own strength, but he could not do it. So, if you try to be a good man by your own strength, that is not repentance. In fact, it's opposite. You follow the prideful, sinful nature on the inside of you, because of the pride. I gonna be good myself. I can do it. No one in the world can be a good person by his or her own strength. I know this very well. We can do the right thing by the motivation of the love for God and by the power of the Holy Spirit. I have learned that I need the Holy Spirit to come in. I make decision to love God, to fear God, to obey the Word. But I myself don't have my own power. I don't have my own strength to be able to do good. Therefore, I allow the Holy Spirit come in and burn all the junk out of me, and He work in me just like the hand in the glove, and He is moving in me. So He is the hand, and I am the glove, and He move on the inside of me to. Will and to act according to God's purposes. I don't try to be a good man by my own strength. I depend on the grace of God. Isaiah 64 verse 6, the Bible say, all of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteousness acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind. Our sins sweep us away. The Bible say clearly, every human being on earth has a sinful nature on the inside, and if we try to be good, we try to have the righteous act on ourselves. Our good deed is just like a filthy rag compared to the perfection and the holiness of God. We are nothing. We depend on the grace of God, and. We need to have relationship with God, love God, fear God, and we can follow the fruit of the Holy Spirit or walk in the fruit of the Holy Spirit by the power of God. Number one, to be conscious of our mistake or our sin is not repentance. Two, try to be a good person is not repentance. Number three, repentance is not to be strictly religious. Sometimes. People think that if they 
can act religiously. They are a good Christian. They may try to memorize the scripture. I'm not against memorizing scripture, but they memorize the scripture in order to prove that. Look at me. I'm so powerful. They may use the vocabulary or the tone of voice in the religious way. Hallelujah, Amen. They may dress in a religious way. They may act religiously. They go to church on Sunday, and they act religiously in front of people to gain some acceptance or to gain some position. But inside their heart, they don't repent. The lifestyle. Is not changed. Matthew chapter six verses one to five. Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness, just acts, but not the heart, before men, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets. To be honored by men, I tell you the truth: they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they. Love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners, to be seen by men. I tell you the truth; they have received their reward in full. You can see here that Jesus warned all of us: don't act religiously. We can do good, but out of a religious attitude, not truly repentant, not truly depending on God, not to honor God, but with other motives. And that is not repentance. We have to examine our heart every day. Why am I doing this thing? Do I want to show off? Do I want to be accepted and promoted, or to have any personal gain? Or I do this because I repent. I don't want to do bad thing anymore. God, forgive me. I want to please you. I want to have the right heart before you. I want to. Have pure heart and clean hand before you. You need to really examine your heart. God does not look at only the outward action or the outward appearance. He looked at our heart. In Acts chapter twenty-six, verse five, the apostle Paul talk about himself. You know that before Saul or the apostle Paul met the Lord Jesus, he was a strict. Pharisee, he said, "I live as a Pharisee." You see, he was a religious man before he met Jesus Christ. But after he was born again and touched by the hand of God, by the fire of God, he really repented. Again, to uh, just be like religious people to act religious. You go to church. You dress nice. You say the right word, the right Christian vocabulary alone doesn't mean that you repent. Repentance 
is the condition of the heart that will change your action and the way you live. It involves the change of mind, the change of lifestyle. So that is another wrong concept of repentance. It's not true repentance. The last one, repentance is not to just know biblical truth or doctrines. Decorating our brain with a lot of Bible knowledge. In James chapter 2, verses 19 to 20, you believe that there is one God. Good, even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish man, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? The apostle said that just to know that Jesus is Lord is not enough. Because even Satan and demon knew that Jesus is the Savior. He is the Lord of all lords and the kings of all kings. They knew that Jesus is one of the Trinity, God who created the heavens and the earth. But the difference between demon and Satan and the truly born again Christian is that demons and Satan do not repent. You remember when Satan tried to deceive Jesus, tried to tempt Jesus in the wilderness, he quoted the scripture. In fact, I believe Satan know the scripture better than many Christians. He even know how to twist the scripture. He is the person who produced many false religions around the world by producing books that look similar to the Bible, but they twisted into something else. Satan know the Bible. Demon, I believe, they have seen and know the Bible. They heard the preaching in the church because many demons walk into the church as well. But they never repent. In the same way, please don't study the Bible just for head knowledge. You don't know the truth of God just for teaching, for showing that, wow, I know so much. Faith without deeds is nothing. After you know the scripture, after you learn the Bible, and you understand the way of God, you need to repent and put the word of God into practice. Repentance will not just knowing the word, but willing to change. And you will see the change in your life, in your attitude, in your words and your action. So I believe that after you learn this lesson, you can examine your own heart, you can examine your own life. And I pray that you will take this lesson into your heart. Imprint it into your spirit. And from now on, you will learn how to repent of your sin in the right way. In the next part of this lesson called repentance, you're going to learn about true repentance. What happens when a man or a woman truly repents? And I 
pray and believe that you will put the lesson into practice. Please come and listen to the second part of this teaching. Before I close in prayer, I would like to give you a homework to write it down. I hope that you write down all the scripture that I read a while ago. If you did not do so, please go back and listen from the beginning again, and write down all the scriptures. And if you have a mentor or somebody make disciple in you, you can write down what you learn and send your conclusion to the person. Who is mentoring you? I would like to ask the question. Please answer in your heart, or you can write down the answer. The first question is: When a believer cries because he is caught in committing a sin, does it always mean that he has truly repented? Sometimes people get caught; they cried, they beg for mercy. But is that the true repentance? Second question: Please give examples of sin in people's life. Can you think of sin in your own life, in other people's life? But please look at yourself first. Don't try to judge other people. The Bible talk about a sinful nature. Amen. Were born with the sinful nature of Adam and Eve. Look at yourself. Some sins are very obvious, such as robbing a bank, committing adultery, lying, cheating, corruption. But some sins might not be very obvious, and you don't even know. And some sins are not revealed. Outwardly, but inside here in your heart, you remember that Jesus said, "If you just look at a woman and you begin to have a unclean thinking about her, you already sin against God." So sin is in here in your heart. Examine yourself right now. Pray to God. What are the example of sin in your life that you need to repent? The third question: What did God speak to you in this teaching? Did God reveal something to you? What you need to do in order to change? What did the Holy Spirit speak to you? May the Lord really shine the light into your heart to understand. What is not repentance? The fourth question: Can you help yourself to be free from your sins? Wow, this is a good question. Can you have enough power to be a good person by yourself? I know my own answer. I cannot. How about you? Can you be free? From your sins, without anybody help, without God's help, are you strong enough to stop sinning? In the next session, 
we can learn true repentance. What true repentance means, and I believe that from today on, you will be a doer of the word of God. And the Lord promises. Remember this: if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. He said that if you listen to His voice and obey what He say, the Lord shall bless you. His blessing will overtake you. He will protect you and give you victory. Remember this: the Bible say, if you pay attention to What God say, do what is right in His sight, follow His statutes, and obey His command. He will not put on you all the sicknesses that He put on the Egyptians or the world. And He is the Lord who heals you. Please be a obedient Christian, and repentance. It's the first foundation of being a born again disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want to be surprised when I get to heaven that after you pass this life, I would not see you there. A lot of people who claim to be a Christian may not be in heaven because they miss this part of Christianity. Believing in Jesus, the good news, and repent of your sin. May the Lord bless you. Thank you for spending time with me, and I believe that you will be diligent to learn all the lessons for building firm foundations in your life, so that you will be like that house. Then, when the wind comes, when the storms come, the rain fall. You will not fall down, but you can stand firm until one day you will meet the Lord face to face. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us the truth, and I pray, O oh Lord, that this truth will be imprinted into our spirit, and you will give us grace and power to do what is right in your eyes, Lord. Thank you, Father, for teaching us through your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at two zero six two seven five one zero four two. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank、you